This is an All Ears English podcast, episode 1744. Four ways to ask your colleague about their interests. Welcome to the All Ears English podcast, downloaded more than 200 million times. Are you feeling stuck with your English? We'll show you how to become fearless and fluent by focusing on connection, not perfection, with your American host, Aubrey Carter, the IELTS whiz, and Lindsay McMahon, the English adventurer, coming to you from Arizona and Colorado, USA. And to get your transcripts delivered by email every week, go to allearsenglish.com forward slash subscribe. When your colleague comes back to the office on Monday morning and they just had a great experience over the weekend doing something they love, what can you ask them about it to build the connection in English? Find out today. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hey, Aubrey. How's it going today? I'm great, Lindsay. How are you? Good. I'm excited to be on the mic with you today. It looks like we're going to be talking about fishing a little bit today. <laughs> yes, this is really fun. We had a listener write in a very thoughtful and interesting question. And our answer, we're going to give you guys something that's very useful, which is strategies and questions to further engage in a conversation, to keep the conversation going, to build that connection. Yes. But yes, we're going to end up talking about fishing a little fishing. bit. Right, because fishing is the kind of activity where you absolutely need to be having a conversation. It can be, I mean, I've, I've never been fishing. You're going to tell us a lot about fishing today, Aubrey. <laughs> um, but I'm sure that's there's a true, lot of though. space for conversation while fishing. That's true. If you go fishing with someone, you're going to end up chatting because there's a lot yes. of time where you're sort of just sitting, waiting. Yes. So it really would actually be a great or a great activity to do with someone when really the, the goal, the purpose is to just have a good chat. <laughs> I love it. I love it. And I think that's true for sports like golf as well. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. especially in the business world, right? It's really for building sometimes business relationships. Going golfing is not so much, or even going to a baseball game, uh, going yes. to a Red Sox game. You're sitting there with your colleague or a friend and you're just building the relationship. And you know, baseball is the kind of sport where unless you're a crazy fan, you don't have to be 100% zoomed into it, right? Mm -hmm. I think even crazy fans have plenty of time to chat, right? Yes. <laughs> in the slow parts of an inning. So yeah, you're right. I think when a, a colleague invites you to go fishing or golf or baseball, some of these activities where you're just sort of sitting and watching or not doing much, you can count on having yes. a good conversation, plan on building that relationship because you're going to have the time, the silence for it. Yeah. So we need the <laughs> skills for this. But before we get into it today, I want to let our listeners know, go over to allearsenglish.com slash app, guys, A 
PP. That's where you can get the iOS or the Android app. And you can go a little bit deeper with All Ears English. All right. Good yes, stuff. Right. So much good vocabulary. You want yes. You want that app so it's easy to add it to your vocab list for sure. Yeah. Aubrey, you're the one who curates our vocab choices for the app. She designs for you kind of a, a little bit of a learning plan by selecting about seven words per week or per episode rather that mm-hmm. you guys are going to go deeper into and learn from the episodes. So good. Yeah, exactly. Because we have four episodes every week, that yeah. ends up being quite a bit of good vocabulary. And every really single good. episode, there are idioms, phrasal verbs, words that natives use very interestingly. So this makes it easy. You don't have to like look it up and then not be sure what's the definition. We make it very yes. simple for you. You got it. All right. So should I go ahead and just read the question? Wow, we have a long question. Maybe we'll yes, take it. Yes, it is a little here. bit of a long question, but it's very interesting. Yes, All read right. it for us. Let me read a few lines and then I'll, I'll throw it back to you, Aubrey. All right, here we go. Hi, Lindsay and Michelle. I've become a huge fan of your podcast. I recently started following up and found, found it very useful for day-to-day conversations, communications. By the way, I am a non-native English speaker, born and brought up in India, and I'm living in Chicago. So here's the question. I had a conversation with my colleague who lives in Minnesota. He's over 50. He started describing how ice fishing works and all the fun activities they do out there. He mentioned some of his friends who are based out of Florida and have never seen snow before that they had visited his place. He went on explaining all those fun things they did, like riding a truck on a frozen lake. (laughs) ice fishing, staying under the ground in a heated room, etc., etc. It was a lot of fun to hear, especially how his friends freaked out. But I was not able to ask appropriate questions or could not engage in the conversation due to my lack of communication skills. It would be great if you guys could bring this up and discuss. Thank you. I love you guys. Mahesh. Fantastic question, Aubrey. Yes, it is such an interesting question. And I love the insightfulness where Mahesh realized that the reason they weren't able to engage wasn't had nothing to do with the fact that they didn't know a lot about ice fishing. Because Mm. you can ask questions, you can engage in a conversation, even if you don't know much about, you know, what the other person is talking about. But yeah. if you feel like you don't have those communication skills, you don't know the questions to ask, it doesn't matter what the topic is, you might struggle. So that's what that's the skill we want to give you guys today. Okay, so today we're giving our listeners the broader skill, not the ice fishing skills or the driving a car in the lake <laughs> vocabulary, right? It's the broader skill on how to engage in that conversation if you really don't know much about the activity. Right. Right. But I okay. must admit that we, we get a lot of questions, you guys. And I was looking through all these questions and this one really caught my eye because I grew up ice fishing. So this <laughs> guy, I was kind of excited to be able to talk about it. It's something I haven't thought about in a while. Have you ever gone ice fishing, Lindsay? No, I, I have a lot of questions for you. I mean, it's interesting. I always look out at those little huts on the ice and I think, oh, my gosh, first of all, are they afraid of falling in? Second of all, are they are they freezing cold? And Third, is it is it boring? Is it exciting? I mean, were you ever afraid of falling in the ice? You spend so much time on the ice with the That's house. That's a good question. Yeah, I was not. We went to a lake in Montana called Hebgen Lake. So it was a few hours drive. My dad would wake us up before the sun rose. It would still be dark outside. And then, you know, us kids would sleep on the way. But so this lake was frozen over, frozen solid. And you'd have to use what's called an auger which um, rotates like this and digs a hole in the ice. And you would see it would go down 
oh, a couple of feet. Couple so feet. you so could very see thick. how thick the ice was. Okay. If it were thin, yes, I would worry about falling in. We never drove a truck on the ice. I love that um, Mahesh's friend did that. Um, we just would walk out, you know, yeah. I, no matter how thick the ice is. I don't know if I would ever drive a truck, but when you know it's several feet thick, you probably could be confident driving a truck out onto the ice, but we would just walk out drill our holes in the ice and we would see those huts you're talking about. Sometimes we would see people in their huts and be jealous because there was no hut oh, for us. Didn't have- <laughs> we were just out in the cold and it would sometimes be very windy and cold. And we're sitting there with our fishing pole. We did have, of course, thick coats and warm gloves. We were prepared for the weather, but no matter what, it was still cold. And I'm surprised my dad got us to do that as kids. I think we were just so excited to spend time with him doing anything. And what was really fun is when you did get a fish, they were always huge. It was always like as big as the hole. So to pull it out was so exciting and fun. Cool. Wow. But it was kind of crazy. It's kind of a crazy thing to do, but it was fun. We would go a couple times every winter growing up. I love it. I love it. I feel like, you know, what you're doing now is you're telling a story about something you used to do that means something to you, right? When you were a kid, right? And and this could be another episode that we could go into how to ask someone about an important childhood ritual, something that they used to do a lot. Yes. Right. Yeah. Um, Why it's meaningful. Why did they enjoy it for sure? mm -hmm. Because you're right. When it's something connected to your childhood, there's so much nostalgia. Yes. And we could learn a lot about our, you know, if we're talking with our colleagues on that, about their values, like, are they close to their family? Are they active? All these good things that we need to do in business, right? We need to build that relationship. So I think another day we could go into this more, you know, what were the things you did as a kid and what did it mean to you? And as a business colleague, how could you ask about that stuff? Very cool. Yes, definitely. Right. As a way to go even deeper, the questions Mm -hmm. we're going to give you today are a way to extend the conversation. Yeah. To, so that you can keep building that relationship so that it's not, you know, someone tells you, I went ice fishing and the conversation stops there. You exactly. do want to go into it more, but you're right, Lindsay, you can mm-hmm. go even deeper to even ask deeper. them, like, why do you think you enjoyed that as a child? If it's something they did yes. when they were a kid to tap yes. into that, why was it meaningful? How did it help them become who they are? Yeah, absolutely. So maybe that will be a part two of today's episode, right? But let's get into today's lesson, right? So four questions to engage in this conversation. Your colleague comes in, they say, hey, I went ice fishing over the weekend. It was so amazing. What do you say? (laughs) Yes. So our first strategy, you guys have heard us talk about this here before, is remember those question words, right? Who, what, when, where, why. There are so Mm -hmm. many things that you can ask Let's start with these questions. So we're going to give you four that are very useful no matter what the topic, whether they're talking about ice fishing, whatever they've been doing, four questions that you can likely apply to whatever someone is telling you, right? Yes. All right. So what's number one, Aubrey? Today, we have Aubrey on All Ears English. Aubrey hangs out twice a week over on the IELTS Energy podcast from All Ears English, where she and Jessica use 14 years of examiner experience to show you how to be ready to get your seven or higher on IELTS. So go over and follow the IELTS Energy Podcast. If you know me, you know that I value healthy eating. I always feel better when I eat well. That's why I think Factor is great for busy professionals who also value healthy food. Factor provides ready to eat meals right to your door. 
Every fresh, never frozen meal is chef crafted, dietitian approved, and ready to go in just two minutes. You'll have over 35 different options to choose from every week, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Also, there are more than 60 add ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. Cost is an issue these days when it comes to buying food, but Factor is less expensive than takeout. Factor is the perfect solution if you're looking for fast, premium options with no cooking required. So what are you waiting for? Get started today and get after your goals. Head to factormeals.com slash B-A-E-E 50 and use code B-A-E-E 50 to get 50% off. That's code B-A-E-E 50 at F-A-C-T-O-R-M-E-A-L-S dot com slash B-A-E-E 50 to get 50% off. So number one is how long have you been doing that? So this, of course, if someone is telling you that they just did something for the first time, this is not one you will use. This is for something that someone is letting you know they've either done since they were a kid, maybe, or that you can tell they've done it more than once. It's something they're familiar with. This is a great question to ask how long they've been doing that, right? If it's ice fishing or practicing a sport or a hobby, it's interesting to know how long, and this gets into what you were saying, have you been Mm. doing that since you were a child or is it pretty new? Yeah. And this is kind of your lowest hanging fruit here, right? It's the most obvious one. It's the easiest one in a way, right? Um, And it allows the person, if they're proud of the fact that they've been ice fishing their whole lives, they can show that. They can tell you that. Or maybe they've been playing a sport and they're quite good by now. They can let you know, right? Can, like It's a bit of an ego thing for people sometimes, which can be good, right? Let, yes. them, so let true. them show off a little bit. Why not, right? Exactly, right? And uh, often this is not or should not be faked or forced. Like you yeah. really will be interested. You know what I mean? You want <laughs> sure. to be interested. You want to show yeah. them you're interested. And totally. what's really tragic is like Mahesh's situation where he, this person was interested and didn't just know, mm. didn't know exactly how to ask exactly what to say to find out more, to keep the conversation going. So these, like you said, it's kind of low hanging fruit. They're pretty basic questions, but all of these are perfect for continuing the conversation, diving a little deeper. Exactly. I mean, we never want you guys to feel that language is standing in your way of that connection. That could have been a really awesome connection moment, right? That's what Allers English is all about. It's that exact moment for Mahesh where he saw that he could engage, but he didn't quite have the words. So we are here to help you with that today. So first one, how long have you been doing that? Perfect. What would be the second one then, Aubrey? Yeah. So to ask how they got started, you can say, what got you started with that? And Mm -hmm. again, this you have to you have to be flexible, right? Because when you yeah. ask that first conversation, there's a chance they'll go into it more and they'll tell you this. They'll tell mm-hmm. you how they got started, but maybe not, right? If they just tell you how long they've been doing it, this would yes. be a really interesting follow-up question to ask what got them started. Was it a parent that loved doing it? Was it a friend that they did it with? Or did they, you know, see a YouTube mm-hmm. video and want to start doing something? It's interesting yeah. to know how people got started with things. Yeah, there's always going to be a reason, right? There's a Mm -hmm. reason we do things for a reason. And they're going to want to tell you that it's interesting, the word choice here, you know, you didn't say, 
why did you start that? Because that would present a slightly different, I guess, attitude toward it, maybe, depending on your tone of I voice. Agree. But this is unique choice of words, right? What got you started? It's quite native and natural, the way we say that. What got you started? Right? I was agree, it a thing, right? A it's person. a little more formal mm-hmm. to say, why did you start doing that? Yeah. And depending on the tone, it might almost it could, sound like yeah. you're judging yeah. them, like you think maybe it's exactly. not a wise thing to do. <laughs> exactly. So being careful there. So I like the word choice here, right? Guys, write this down, right? What got you started with that? Okay. And number three is where do you do it? Where where did you go, right? This past weekend mm-hmm, to your coworker, mm-hmm. Mahesh, where did you go ice fishing or where do you usually go? Right. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Yep. So no matter what it is that people are talking about where they went that weekend, they're usually not from the outset going to give you all the details. Right. And this is something interesting to find out if they're talking about hiking or skiing or ice fishing. Where, where do they go? Is it somewhere close by? Maybe somewhere Mm -hmm. beautiful that you haven't seen? Or do they travel quite a ways to do it? It would be interesting if they haven't already told you exactly where they go. Ask them about that. I love it. I love it. And then the last one, Aubrey, what's that? It's to ask, when are you doing it next? If this is something they do often, they likely have a plan at some point to do it again. And it's interesting to ask about that. They're going to be excited to tell you, oh, I I wish I could go soon. I can't go until next year or I'm going next weekend. People always are excited to talk about upcoming plans that are fun. Yeah, it's kind of fun to get to know these things about your colleague because you may see just one side of your colleague at work, but it turns out they have all these interesting and strange hobbies, right? They collect strange things like little mini race cars or something, and they're super into it, right? And to be able to comment on that and connect with that part of them is quite special, I think. So Yes, I agree. All right. So we have a fun role play where Mm -hmm. you and I are going to practice. We are friends meeting for coffee and chatting about our weekend. And we're going to use these questions. Okay. And I like my first question. Am I A or? Oh, I'm A. My my letter, my A. So I get to ask that fun first question. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) All right. Ready? What did you get up to this weekend? Oh, we actually went spelunking. Oh, crazy. That's climbing in caves, right? I have not done much of that. Where uh, where do you go to do that? Well, we usually go to a place near here, but we ventured out and explored some caves a couple of hours north. Oh, have you done it anywhere else? Yeah, I used to do it back east. It's really fun, but it can definitely be scary. You have to be very prepared, and it's best to go with a guide or someone who's been before. What got you started with that? Have you done it since you were a kid? Yeah, my parents took me when I was pretty small to a cool cave with stalactites and stalagmites, and I've been fascinated with them ever since. That is awesome. When are you doing it next? Probably next month when we go to California. There are water caves there we want to check out. Nice. Oh, what a fun conversation. (laughs) I could totally see this coming up. Like This is something fairly rare for people to go spelunking, to be exploring in caves. You would definitely want to be able to ask them more questions about it like this. And you have to keep in mind, just like you did, Lindsay, when people share something they did, they usually don't give you a whole paragraph and all the details. It's much more natural and native for them to just kind of give you the tip of the iceberg. And you have to ask those questions to get more info. Exactly. And you don't have to ask all of them, right? We've given you four. You don't have to go through all of them in in this order or in any way, but just get to the point where you feel like you're having a substantive conversation, right? That's the key. 
right? Yes, exactly. So let's go through this. The first, I like this question as well to say, instead of what did you do this weekend? It's very native to say, what did you get up to this weekend? Yeah, I love that one too. I was going to point that out. Um, Super native and natural guys, write that one down because we do ask about the weekend a lot. And instead of always saying, what did you do over the weekend? What'd you get up to this weekend? So much more interesting, right? Yes, exactly. And then um, you told me we went spelunking, which is a word many of you might not be familiar with. It means exploring caves. (laughs) And so then I said, where do you go to do that? And I would be interested because... A lot of caves wherever you live, I feel like people know about caves, but not everybody does. Like I know there are caves around that people know about. I don't know where they are. (laughs) Really? I I guess in in Utah and the national parks in the West, there probably are a lot of caves, but very, what it sounds like a very adventurous sport. I've never tried it before. And it is dangerous, just like this conversation. So you guys don't go spelunking without proper gear and guides and knowing where you're going because it... (laughs) People have died, right? People have died exploring caves because they'll go in and then the water level will rise and they're trapped. So it is very dangerous, but people do it. You're right. It's very adventurous. It can be very scary. Flirting. Have you done it yourself? Just be careful. Have you have you have you done it yourself? Have you been Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. I have. Where did you have most of most of the caves I've been to are very safe. Um, I go with people who have been many times and there's not water in them. And just in Northern Arizona, there's a big one. And then wow. in Idaho, there are quite a few. There are lava tubes where it's um, a, a very clearly cut cave, but often they are bear caves. Like there could be bears living in them. So <laughs> we'll send someone in kind of carefully to make sure there are no bears oh inside. Oh my gosh. Kind of That's crazy, terrifying. Right? <laughs> It's very dangerous. That's <laughs> terrifying. Wow. The West is so amazing. It's just that's amazing. True. The stuff you can do out here, it's just incredible. I love it. So good. But that's that's bear caves. I'm not so sure about that. I know, right? <laughs> Avoid bear caves, guys. That's just good life advice. <laughs> <laughs> do not enter a bear cave. Right. Um, all right. Then what else did we say here? So you said, yeah, where do you go to do that? Right. Uh, and then the next one and I then see. Have you done mm-hmm. it anywhere else? Right. I think this is really interesting because mm-hmm. if someone's talking about like exploring caves, that's interesting to know. OK, is this something you've done in other states? Yes. Have you done it anywhere right. else? Right. And then they right, might be-, be able to tell you some of the most interesting places they've done it. Yeah, because that lets you see how much of a fanatic are they about this sport, right? True. Or this given activity, <laughs> whatever it is. And it, it opens up a place for them to tell a couple of fun stories. And people love to share stories with you. They end up liking you more if they share more of yourself with you, right? So this totally. is how we build that relationship completely. Yep. Um, and then I said, you said, what got you started with that, right? Mm-hmm. And I followed that up with, have you done it since you were a kid? I do this a lot where I'll say, well, what, what got you started? And then I'm almost filling in a little bit, you know, like, have you done it since you were a kid? Like quick yeah. follow-up question. And then they yeah. sort of answer both, right? I love that. That's so good. And then the final one, that is awesome. You said, when are you doing it next? Right? When's the next trip? Right? Mm-hmm. So good. Gives you this- that fun chance to talk about the next time you're doing this fun thing you love doing, which is always fun. Oh my gosh. What is the takeaway for today, Aubrey? This is fantastic. Such a key skill. Mm -hmm. It is such a key skill. We want you guys to avoid that situation where someone's talking about something interesting and you just don't know what to say to to take it further. So use this strategy. Ask, like you said, one, two, or all four of these questions. Begin them with those question words, right? Who, what, where, why, when, how, and then ask 
maybe what you're most interested in. Are you most interested in where they do that or how long they've done it to engage the conversation? It's just an excellent way to build connection. Yeah, this is huge. And, you know, guys, the truth is, especially in business, you're not going to get anything done without having those connections. So prioritize these kinds of conversations. Maybe you have to do it in the break room over coffee, you know, but make time for the people that matter at work to have these conversations. That is huge. All right. Good stuff, Aubrey. Well, thanks for hanging out on today's episode. It's been great. Yes. Awesome. Thanks. I'll see you next time. All right. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to All Ears English. Would you like to know your English level? Take our two-minute quiz. Go to allearsenglish.com forward slash fluency score. And if you believe in connection, not perfection, then hit subscribe now to make sure you don't miss anything. See you next time. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car, like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all wheel drive. You can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places.